Welcome to the wonderful world of dance, bringing you exclusive interviews with top dancers and choreographers and reviews of the world's best companies across the globe. You can find lots more on our website at thewonderfulworldofdance.com. Hi, this is Savannah Saunders from The Wonderful World of Dance, and today I'm pleased to introduce Ruby Portis, dancer and choreographer and one of Sadler's Wells Theatre's young associates. Ruby is originally from Bristol and is down in London preparing for her upcoming show at Sadler's Wells. So let's learn all about what it means to be a young associate. Hi, Ruby. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us from your hotel room. Yeah, thanks for having me. (laughs) So tell us about Sadler's Wells Young Associates, the programme. Yes, so the Young Associates programme is a two-year choreographic development program um, aimed at emerging choreographers. So uh, people who have recently graduated dance training. um, And it's, yeah, it's a two-year program led by Tim Casson, dance artist and choreographer. um, And it kind of involves a mix of things. Uh, We, there are four of us on the program and we come together every so often, like every month or two, to have kind of intensive workshop weekends where we work with different people from the field. So that might be like choreographers, dramaturgs, producers, uh, people who work for like Arts Council England, so funding side of things. Um, And that's kind of like the professional development side. And then we, across the two years, we have two commissioned works. So we had one last October um, at Sadler's Wells in their studio theatre. And then at the moment, we're working on the final commission, which is on the main stage. So, yeah. That's very exciting. So how did you become involved um, as a young associate? Uh, so uh, Sadler's Wells asked, alongside the kind of application process, Sadler's Wells asked um, various conservatoires, like dance conservatoires across the UK to nominate two of their students. Um, so I trained at London Contemporary Dance School. Um, and I was one of the two that they nominated. So then that put us, we were put into like the first round of the kind of selection process, which was a week long kind of choreographic. um, Yeah, it was was kind of like a week to play. Uh, We were working with different choreographers, learning about how they work um, and making little scratch pieces and little, just kind of playing. Um, And then they took, uh, they reduced the number of us after that week. Okay. And we each had to make a short, like five to ten minute piece um, to be shared, like a private sharing uh, at Sadler's, after which they chose four of us. So that's how we. Very exciting. So you were, so yeah. you were also, you were nominated by London Contemporary Dance School. But yeah. um, what inspired you as a person to apply in the first place? Yeah. Um, I guess I, like, primarily I am a dancer and performer, but I've always enjoyed creating as well. So throughout my time at um, London Contemporary Dance School, I mean, there were opportunities to kind of make informal pieces for, like, student sharings and stuff like that. Um, And I actually surprised myself in being interested in that because, like, before I went there, I kind of thought I hated creating. (laughs) yeah and then I just kind of got involved in that quite a bit and then I guess I just wanted to yeah push my 
skills further and see if it was something that I would like to take further. And luckily it is, so that's good. So you're about to um, showcase, I guess, your second piece, as you mentioned, which is the culmination of your two years. that's that's must be an exciting feeling for you to yeah. you know get, get ready to present this but i sort of want to go back a little bit further sort of over the last um two years and find out sort of what has it meant for you as a as a choreographer as an emerging voice to, to be part of this program what has it sort of meant for your career and yeah. for you yeah yeah i guess uh it's just like an incredible opportunity like them the resources we have access to is just like you, you can ask for much better really it's like you have you work closely with the team at Sadler's Wells and they introduce you to all these like amazing artists as I said like working in all the different um aspects of the industry um so immediately like your networks are just expanded straight away um and getting to work closely with those people as well. So you don't just meet them, but you work with them for a whole like couple of intensive days or something. Um, and yeah, the chance to have two professionally produced shows at such an early stage of your career is just like amazing. Um, having a full like, well, first of all, you're in sound as well as theatres that are just amazing. Uh, and then you have all the technical support, production support. Um, it just enables you to really put your ideas in like really realize them um yeah well so so, well tell me about the piece that you're going to be presenting then um um so the the brief for this show uh has been uh created by hetain patel who's also a dance artist um and part of the brief is that the of us four choreographers are making instead of one 20 minute piece which is kind of the classic mixed bill uh, format um we're each making two 10 minute piece 10 ish minute pieces um so in the first half uh you'll be able to see the first part from each choreographer so there'll be four uh 10 minute parts and then after the interval you'll see the second part so it's kind of to like design uh engage your audience on like a journey throughout the show um which is really exciting I've never worked to such a brief but um yeah so the piece that the pieces piece that I'm creating is called Portmanteau and it's a um how do I describe it it's uh we're basically presenting a fantasy world called Portmanteau that is um essentially a planet B for when the earth descends into like we can't live anymore because of the climate crisis basically post-apocalyptic almost yeah Um, and we kind of see this really um, almost garishly good place it's like too good to be true Um, and it's like we don't need to worry about the climate crisis anymore because whatever happens to the world we can just go to Portmanteau, it's fine. Um, Very utopian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're working with like utopia, dystopia. Um, yeah, and all is not what it seems, basically. <laughs> and are your two pieces, um, are they connected? Are they uh, two parts of one story? or? Yeah, so the brief is to 
instead of having kind of like act one, act two chronologically, um, as you might see like a play or something, uh, instead of that way of looking at it, it's um, we're encouraged to have two parts that look at the same thing, but from two different perspectives. Uh, so obviously there are like tons of ways you could do that. Uh, just framing the same piece differently or completely having a whole other piece. Um, and mine, I've ended up kind of having the first part and then the second part um, has a lot of similar moments and like it takes, has some re repetition from the first part, but is framed differently um, and structured slightly differently. So we kind of feel the world in a different way. You're, you're, you're obviously very young. Um, it's very yeah. exciting to, to see a young female um, emerging choreographer being given, uh, along with the other three amazing um, artists, who, uh, creators who have been given this platform, which I think is amazing from Sadler's Wells. Who, and for those listeners sort of around the world who don't know Sadler's Wells, um, when you come to London, basically you've got the, you know, the big ballet houses. You know, of course, you've got the Royal Ballet at the Royal Opera House and you've got the English National, that tours. But for contemporary dance, Sadler's Wells in London is truly the, the central stage. It is where all of the most incredible contemporary and other types of dance, modern hip hop, Flamenco it comes to London. So we, if you want to see what is the best in um, in dance, you come to Sadler's Wells um, when you're not going to see the, the the big ballet company. So it's just to put it into context, this is such a huge opportunity and so great that Sadler's Wells is promoting the, the voice and giving the opportunity to young emerging artists, which is amazing. But Ruby, your work tackles um, some very socio-political issues, um, which I read is in a playful way. Um, yeah. So, you know, what is what is sort of driving these choices that you're making in terms of, you know, the subject matter that you're tackling um, for your work? Yeah. Yeah, um, so to date, most of my work has been uh, pretty influenced by my experience as a woman in this world and uh, things I want to change about that experience. Um, and obviously I'm very aware that I'm in, like, I'm a very privileged woman, like uh, I'm a white middle class woman, um, but like obviously still there's a lot we want to change. Um, so. I mostly have worked with just women uh, dancers as well. Um, so yeah, that's been like the main kind of focus the past few shows uh, is kind of exploring gender, exploring the women's experience and kind of using the stage as a place to challenge expectations um, and try and rewrite the book. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Some new ways to see uh, women and I really want to like I really want my performance to feel really empowered on stage um, and for that to then inspire people in the audience to kind of yeah feel good and feel empowered um, so this piece is actually less focused on that hmm. uh, it's obviously like I'm always making my work through a feminist lens um, but and I have like a really strong team of female dancers uh, this time and uh, most of the creative team is also female which I'm really excited about and I feel like I really care about that um, but yeah I like I also always want to work with the people I'm working with so like I don't want to make a piece about something they don't really 
care about. So we talked a lot in the start of this process about like what is urgent for the dancers at this time. Like what do they feel strongly about right now? Um, and what were some um, of those things that they feel strongly about right now? What is urgent for them yeah. and for yourself? The main thing that like repeatedly came up because I think it's just like you can't avoid it at this point in the Earth's history is like the climate crisis. Yeah. How like we feel sometimes like quite kind of guilty maybe is the word like about being in an arts industry where our like work isn't directly impacting like we're not on a like we're not I don't know campaigning yeah or something yeah like yeah uh, so it's like how do we um what can we do yeah Uh, how do you you use that platform that voice yeah and like especially this opportunity which is so massive um it's a big platform hopefully lots of people will come (laughs) um it's like i can't like yeah i've got to use this opportunity to do something so at first we were kind of like oh can we make a piece about the climate crisis that's a bit like potentially really like cringy or just like naive but um thought we'd give it a go in a kind of metaphorical way and see how it goes <laughs> yeah i think it's a, a really important um subject matter actually and i think where dance um, can be used as a platform to um, inspire debate thought or to co- comment on current times i think is very important and i'm really interested in you know this you're emerging you know you're much younger than i am you know you know, you have a different perspective on the world from which yeah. no doubt i will um although we have this shared concern about the climate and this um probably a shared um feeling of um lack of ability to change too much but yeah, yeah. but i'm just yeah. wondering um you've got this subject matter you've got your female um, dancers and you're in the studio what's your process looking like um how are you creating the work yeah so at this point we're actually we kind of like the pieces are there they're just needing to be pushed and tweaked and stuff but um yeah my process uh i guess to arrive at this point so far we it's very task-based it's a lot about uh the dancers contributions like i think lots lots of dance is now but um I really feel like I kind of feel guilty having my name on the piece because I feel so much like it just literally wouldn't happen without them and their brains and interests and uh their care as well um so yeah we I often kind of set to be honest quite kind of random tasks at first to try and work out like where we all are and like for example this time uh, this project I'm working with six dancers only two of which I've previously worked with so it's four new people in the room uh how do we bring them together how do we find out like our different skill sets and how we can like merge it all so and then I think generally like we keep doing tasks maybe we'll come revisit tasks um, and push them in different directions and somehow there's always a point where it kind of just starts to kind of go in a nice trajectory to where we want to go and it can can define it but there's always a point where I'm like oh okay this is where we're going now we have this material and then at that point I can kind of be more direct and kind of shape crafting where it, where it goes after that yeah 
Sounds very interesting. And I was um, reading that your your work has been described as dance theatre. Um, yeah. So, and I guess that reflects your acting um, interests and experience as well as your dance training. Tell us about basically, you know, your your own journey as a, a dancer and a creator. You've worked with such a, a wonderful range of companies and artists. So tell us a bit about that, about yourself. Yeah, um, I guess... I so when I was growing up I did kind of uh I was in the young company at Bristol Vic where I grew up so that was I mean that was like it started just like every Monday evening I go to like drama session um but actually I got really really into it and uh the Bristol Vic young company has quite a distinct style I would say at least it, it did when I was there um of using lots of movement um, as well as like traditional conventional like acting um, they I don't think they have it anymore but they used to have young company and then also uh, dance theatre sessions so it was kind of combining the two things um, so I definitely when I was kind of deciding when I was what like uh, 17 18 kind of time it's like deciding what you're gonna do with your life and I was like oh, I love acting um I also love dancing I also love like biology I was like I don't know what to do um but I thought going into dance um I could really see myself training as a dancer and being able to use like use the my theatrical interests as well um so I always uh throughout training and and beyond um I've always made sure I'm involved in like taking workshops with people who choreographers who uh yeah make dance theatre work physical theatre work um and I guess because that interest has always been there I've always taking these workshops worked with chosen to work with those type of people and then it's influenced kind of the type of work that I'm interested in making now I was I was reading that um as sort of you were as you mentioned, you just mapped in with the and training with the Bristol Vic Young Company, but also your dance interests at the National Youth Dance Company under the artistic director direction of Akram Khan, yes. which must have been a very interesting experience. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, so National Youth Dance Company, yeah, that was amazing because that was the first time I had I'd done very intensive like weeks of dancing before like with the youth companies that I was involved in in Bristol um but this is the first time that uh it was just much more intense so like we would all uh congregate in London uh rehearse together like nine to five eat dinner together then in the evenings would have kind of toolkit sessions where um again different people might come in speak to us about their practices um about auditioning for dance schools and stuff like this so it was, they were very intense days um and then and obviously working with uh like highly acclaimed choreographers like Akram Khan and his uh dancer Andre Petrovic who was the one who choreographed our piece um is just an experience that not many young people get because well not many people get at all because they're so sought after and busy and famous and touring the world all the time so yeah it's amazing um and then so we had four uh intensive weeks of creating a piece it was 20 20 minute piece um and there were 30 young dancers and then we toured it across uk 
um, in the summer time. So, yeah, it was, I mean, uh, as also the first experience of touring. Um, and, yeah, I think, like, I have a lot to thank that experience for because I think just, like, confidence-wise, you're just suddenly like, oh, maybe I can actually do this so then when I auditioned for schools I think I, I don't know if I would have got in <laughs> if I hadn't done National Youth Dance Company and um, I think a lot of us have said that as well because just the intense experience and kind of professional-ish experience um, and confidence boost. So what's next for you you know you've you've been through your training you've got a you know you've got your MA and you've got yeah. you know experience work at training with a, a couple of schools and you know there's great training and experience that you've had that you've just talked about and you know you're a young associate dancer and choreographer but what so yep. what does your future hold for you uh good question <laughs> um yes yeah, so i'm freelancing at the moment so the young associates is just one of the things i'm doing um and so i've been dancing like working as a dancer performer for other various other projects um so i'm still continuing to do that um but i've also actually just found out i've got my first ever uh grant from the arts council oh congratulations yes. those are hard to come by <laughs> i know i'm absolutely shocked um but really excited uh and it's going it's just a uh, research and development phase for now but um I'm also going to be in the work, so it's going to be me, uh, two other dancers and myself. So it's kind of, I feel like this is a good next step because I want to perform more. Um, I'm also enjoying creating, so I'm going to try and put the two together and create and be in it as well. And have a <laughs> dynamic career. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you are you are young, you know, young female feminist lens, as we've just talked about. Thank goodness we need more more women like you. Um, you know, you're you're on this journey into this industry. This is going yeah. to be your career. You know, yep. Are there things that you would like to see changed, or you know, what what does it look like to you, and how would you like it to look? The industry. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Ah. Uh, yeah it's a hard one <laughs> uh, some days I'm like this is so great and other days I'm like ah oh, this industry <laughs> I'm tired but um yeah I think there there's just I mean as a performer there's a there's a lack of the type of work I want to be a performer in okay. um I think uh what would you? What what type of work would you like to see yes. more available to you? I'm trying to think of the words. I think just like work that is more politically driven. I just think mm -hmm. there's lots of work that is really beautiful and like aesthetically pleasing, and that is like wholly valid in itself. But I just like I want to have like raw, like passionate work that is challenging political issues that people feel really strongly about um, because I do think the power of performance is really underestimated and like you said earlier like um, it's such a great tool to provoke discussion and then hopefully action um, and that's what I'm trying to do with my work so yeah I kind of was like well there's not much work happening already like other people are doing that I want to be in or if there is it's really hard to get involved in as a performer um, because it's like smaller they work with the same dancers 
yeah. and over a while. Um, so that's why I'm kind of trying to make those projects happen myself now. Um, yeah, and also, I mean, it's been a battle for a long time and it's getting a lot better, but I still uh, get very passionate and angry about, like, gender stereotyping in dance and the, gen- tip, like, classic uh, gender roles. I'm just, like, I yeah, I get quite angry about that. <laughs> can understand <laughs> that. I feel like uh, st- our strength as uh, women can be really underestimated and just re- that's really unnecessary because we're strong that <laughs> um, we are <laughs> yeah that's like a physical strength but also like just just even like work that is um using kind of character work or even abstract characters like uh less defined like less defined characters they're still i think people are boxed into certain roles very quickly um and i think that's often I, I I think it might often be to do with like time constraints which is linked to funding like people only have three weeks mm. to make oh we can't take a risk exploring mm. you see I don't know that's a maybe that's a yeah sis. Uh, yeah interesting I really like to change yeah well you know let's hope that uh, you and I'm sure you will you know continue in this incredible journey you're on and you do make the impact and you do make the work that will stimulate debate and stimulate action and challenge those st- uh, stereotypes and and challenge the the viewpoint that can often you know set the the work of dance so i'm very excited um for your future most definitely um and i know you're just setting out um well you know you're on your journey but i think there will be um potentially quite a lot of um uh much younger um dancers or um, young artists thinking, my gosh, I've never imagined some, someone, you know, so young or, you know, making work and, and getting these opportunities and, wow, maybe I could do that. Yeah. Like, wow, this is like someone who shows me that it can be done. But from your position where you are, what would you say to those, um, those younger um, dancers who are looking at you now <laughs> or listening to you now and thinking, my goodness, I never imagined this was possible at such a young age? What advice would you give them? Uh, um, just keep doing what you want to do because I think it's very easy to be swayed by what people think you should do. Um, whether that's like people trying to divert you away from the arts completely or whether it's trying to like uh, kind of direct you to making or being a certain type of dancer or making a certain type of work. I think it's just really important to try different things, obviously, but um, stick to your guns because I think uh, often your intuition is actually very strong and a good thing to follow. Well, that is great advice. Nothing like um, a strong young woman sticking to her guns and creating um, effective works. So well, I, hope, I hope it all goes well. Thank you very much. And for everyone listening, if you want to um, get some tickets for the show that's on the 17th of July, visit saddlersworlds.com. But Ruby, for people to learn more about yourself, how do they follow you and where can they find out more? Uh, yeah, uh, a website is in the making, but not ready yet. Okay. Uh, but they can follow me on Instagram. It's just Ruby Portis Dance. Um, that's probably the best place to follow me at the moment, I would say. That's a great place. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then people can check out when your link is live on your profile. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ruby. Lovely to talk to you.
Thank you. Bye-bye. Don't forget to subscribe. We've got some incredible interviews coming up with principal ballerinas and renowned choreographers. We love dance and ballet, and we hope you'll love us. Join us on Facebook and Twitter.